Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Hi everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic week. Happy Wednesday. Listen, if you're not driving and you do have space to grab your podcast journal, and your pen, go and grab them now um, because this is going to be a very, 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 very practical episode. I'm actually going to give you all of the steps you need to be able to set up an EAP program um, for you. So you are not going to be relying on other EAPs to send you work. I'm going to teach you how to set yourself up as an EAP provider um, and yeah, you'll want to write down the steps. Okay. So first of all, you need to, yeah, I'm just diving right in. Okay. <laughs> There's five steps. Step one, choose your area or niche. Now, um, the reason that you want to do this is because you are going to be competing against for work against well-known names. So you want to have a reason that somebody would go with you over, Um, somebody that they've already heard of, like Converge or Decord or um, Eudoxia or whoever else the EAPs are in your area. Acacia Connect, yeah. So choose an area based on your practice area of expertise or specialization or interest. For example, if you love working within the NDIS space, why don't you consider being an EAP provider for NDIS support coordinators or NDIS agencies or businesses, right? Something like that. You get what I'm saying. So that's step one. Step two I'm just moving through these very quickly, aren't I? But step two is to um, validate your your offer. And the reason that you want to validate it before you make it is because there's no point making it if no one's going to sign up, right? The, I don't want you to go ahead and create something and spend a lot of your time and money and energy and getting things printed and pamphlets and only to have a go to crickets, I would much rather you see if it's something your market is interested in. How are you going to validate your offer? Very easily. You are just going to, like I'm just going to stick with the example of NDIS businesses. Um, You're just going to ring three or four of them and you're going to say, um, you know, be honest. Say, hey, I'm a therapist. I work in this area. I work in this space um, and I really want to put together an employee assistance program. Do you know what they are? Have you heard of them before? Um, You know, don't worry, I'm not going to sell you on anything, but I just I I really want some insight. Um, I would just love to know when it comes to looking after the staff 
at the business, um, you know, what are you struggling with? Is it turnover? Is it absenteeism? Is it performance? Are they not hitting their KPIs? Like what is it that, that you notice as the manager or as the supervisor? Um, what are you having to, to deal with? And just, you know, write down what they say and then thank them and then give them something, right? It doesn't matter what it is. Maybe you have a nice lead magnet you want to give them. Um, Don't sell them anything, but just give them something, right? Make it worth their time. Um, and let them know your answers are totally confidential and I'm just going to use them to create a program. Would you like me to come back to you when I've done it? And see what they say. You never know. Um, so then once you've validated your offer, you will know if there's a market for it or not. Okay. So if you contact, you know, in, in my business with coaching, I contact 10 people, but you might want to contact just three or five. It's totally up to you, Um, but contact them. If they're showing an interest, fantastic, proceed with step three. (laughs) If they're not showing an interest, go back to square one, choose a different area or niche, okay? There's no point you flogging a dead horse and um, trying to put something together if nobody's interested in buying it, okay? So let's say you validated your offer, People are on board. They're they're showing an interest. They're saying yes, there is a need. Great. You go and put you you put something together, but you're only going to put together a broad brush stroke outline of what you want your EAP offer to look like. Okay. Now there are a few different ways you can go about it. Um, you may want to um, say I want to have a retainer service. And that retainer is going to cost the employer this much per month for this many sessions per month, right? Just keep it really easy. So typically you might say, let's let's aim for an uptake of one person coming per month multiplied by your, if you're going to give them four sessions or three sessions, whatever, um, choose however many sessions. Um, look at your hourly rate um, and then you're going to say well you know if your hourly rate's 150 you might say okay so it's going to be $600 a month and that's going to cover you for one you know one staff member to come and have their sessions so you really want to start unpacking it and thinking about what it looks like please don't make it complicated um, because a confused mind will not buy and that means if you make it too complicated and you say things like oh and if the client doesn't come for all four sessions then we'll carry over this much or then you will get this bonus or so you're just going to confuse people so keep it really simple you're just putting together an overview not all of the details yet okay then once you're satisfied and you're happy with the details, so the details are going to be how many sessions, what the fee is, how long the retainer goes for, whether it's a six-month retainer on trial with a view then to sign on for 12 months or if you're going to go straight into a 12-month retainer. Um, but, you know, put together your offer and then go back to those um, organisations that you initially consulted with 
and say, hey, I'm back, it's me. Um, I just wanted to give you an update on where I'm at. And what you're going to do is you are going to beta test. Okay, so you're going to beta test your program. A beta test is when you charge less for a service than you're normally going to charge in exchange for something. And usually, like with me, it's a testimonial, right? Testimonials are golden. Um, you know, I believe so much in testimonials and I believe in testing everything. So um, wherever I can, I'll always share my content with my paid groups. So the inner circle, clients on demand, um, private practice success hub, I'll always share my freebies with, well, they're not freebies, they, they cost money, but I give them away in those groups in exchange for feedback, for honest feedback. Um, and then I use that honest feedback um, where I can as a review, as a testimonial, as a social media post, something like that. So um, the beta test is good because for you, you get feedback from the employer on how helpful it was or how helpful it could have been and wasn't. Um, you get feedback from the employer about um, how smoothly everything went. Um, you get opportunities to update your processes. Um, like maybe you've got to think about how's someone going to connect with you? Is somebody going to book in through Halaxy for their EAP sessions? Is somebody going to ring up and when are you going to be available and will you need an answering machine or voicemail or you know people with EAP expect to be called back within 24 hours um, so you want to put all of this in your beta program so the beta program is you've got your overview you you take that to these people that you've already spoken to and for everyone that says they'd like to come on board and test it, you're going to give it to them for maybe half price. And you're going to say, look, it's the first time that I've run it. Um, so in exchange for giving you this huge, sorry, this huge, I've got hiccups, <laughs> this huge discount, um, I would really love it if you would give me uh, honest feedback at the end because I want to make it really good. I want to make it really effective. I want to make it really powerful. Um, and I want this to work for both of us and your staff. Um, and so, you know, there needs to be some kind of understanding that you'll be willing to provide that at the end. Um, and then they're going to say yes because they're getting your skills and your knowledge and your training and, you know, your years of study. Um, and so you do that and then what's going to happen is maybe you'll do a beta program for a month or maybe you'll do it for three months. And then at the end, you're going to review it and you're going to have a discussion with the employer about what worked, what didn't, what could be improved, etc., 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 And then you're going to invite them. You're going to say, okay, this is amazing. I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to make these improvements. And then you get to say to them, I would love to continue to work with your business and with your staff. And if you would like to be a client, I will keep you on at this rate, at your current rate. You will be grandfathered. 
everybody else is going to pay X amount, but I will be happy because you supported me with the beta. I'll be happy to give it to you for, you know, the fee that you paid originally. Grandfather you in at that. Um, and we can do a 12 month retainer. How's that? So that's how you get your retainer. Um, and once you've done your beta, so you might do your beta even with one organization, it doesn't have to be with any more than that. I would recommend doing it maybe with one or two. Um, and once you've done that, then you know you've got an EAP program that you've created that works. You know it's needed in the marketplace. You've got reviews from two people. Um, you can write up case studies if you need to write up case studies. And of course, you're going to do them ethically and appropriately and all that sort of stuff. Um, but everything's done for you and off you go. Plus, you've also got goodwill um, in the community that you're working within. So that is the very broad brushstrokes of how you set yourself up as an EAP provider successfully and get retainers. Now, the reason that retainers are so helpful is because from a business perspective, they support your business in terms of cash flow. So irrespective of how many people are booking in or not booking in, you can count on 12 months of that sort of money coming into your account. Why is that important? Well, not only for cash flow, but um, it allows you to do things like what I do. Like I, I go on a holiday once every three or four months. Like my next one's coming up on Monday. I'm so excited going to Dalesford again. Um, and I'm going there for a, a week. I'm so excited about that. But I can do that because I've got retainers. I've got recurring payments. I've got all the, all the things, right? So um, from a business perspective, it's great. The thing that you need to be aware of is when you're setting yourself up as an EAP provider, um, the client is not the one that's sitting with you on the couch. The employer is the client. They're the one that you have to look after. Um, so get your head around that. It's a business to business relationship, not a business to client relationship. I hope that makes sense. But like if I came into your practice I would be a private I would be a private client. But if I came into your practice and I said, um, hey, you know what, I want to sign up, um, I want to sign up for EAP services and I want you to be the provider for me, then I'm a client from a business perspective, right? Your business is a providing a support to my business so they're two different types of relationships and that's probably the biggest thing that you need to get your head around um, and I would also recommend maybe having a, um, a, a counsellor there that can do the, the actual counselling for you because you will probably want to go and I don't know maybe you might want to go and build up um, your EAP or something like that but that's how EAPs work. As I said, that's a very broad brush strokes. Of course, there's a lot more to it and it's not as easy as I'm making out, but you could take that information I've just given you there and have enough to go and start getting yourself retainers. The five steps again are to choose your area or your niche 
right? So that you know who your people are. You already have that knowledge. You're not going to have to go and learn new knowledge and make new relationships. Um, you're going to validate your offer. So that's you're going to ring up some people and see if they're interested in it. You're going to put something together, just a, a loose framework, a general overview of what's included. You're going to take that back to the people that you spoke to initially, offer that, offer it to them at a reduced rate, a significantly reduced rate. But when you do that, of course, make sure you're still getting paid. So um, get yourself a, give them a significantly reduced rate in exchange for honest feedback, a testimonial or a review or whatever it is. Um, and then once the beta has completed, make any updates and changes, invite beta testing organizations to stay on board with you at the grandfathered rate. Um, and then um, you take it to market. So you then go to other employers in your niche and you say, hey, I've got an, I'm an EAP provider um, and this is what I do and this is what it looks like and, da, 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 and you market it and you get new businesses to sign up. So that is the down and dirty version of how you get retainers in a very simple way for you being the EAP provider, not the EAP middleman. Okay. So I hope that this um, helps. I hope it's super useful. If you have any questions or if it's something that you would like some help with, of course, let me know. Um, I help other people with this all the time amongst other things. And it's just so much fun. Um, I love seeing people's businesses grow and flourish. And um, it was great to see so much interest um, around business building in the groups over the last few weeks. So thank you so much for listening. Have a gorgeous day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter, and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.